0: that you can do it in a way that is right for you and feel inspired, organized, calm, and in control. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the With Flow podcast. Today, I am thrilled to be bringing you another guest expert. And for those of you who cannot learn enough about cycle syncing, like me, you are going to love this episode. So in this episode, I am chatting to Laura from the Lunay Collective. Laura is a movement enthusiast whose mission supports women from menarche to menopause with cycle-friendly movement practices. Her online platform, Lunay, is a roadmap of phasic exercise for menstruators. So in this episode, we are going to be diving into all aspects of cycle-syncing your exercise and movement. And trust me, it's a good one. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome to the
1: podcast, Laura. It's so lovely to have you here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited to speak with you.
0: I'm so thrilled
1: to be able to have you on
0: the podcast to share your knowledge and your wisdom all about movement practices and moving our body in line with our cycles. People who listen to this podcast, I hope by now will know that when you start your cycle syncing journey, you start to realize that it can literally impact every facet of your life. And so, yeah, I'm grateful for you to come and share your knowledge about this one particular area. So I'd love to start and learn a little bit more about how you uncovered cycle thinking and what was your journey to,
1: from there to where you are today? Well, thank you for asking. So my journey involves somewhat of a late awakening. It took me over two decades of menstruating to really appreciate that there was more to my cycle than just being on my period or off. I saw it sort of as a burden most of the time. I was, you know, mostly concerned with when it was going to to be around so that I could plan around it because I was... Definitely flatlined for a few days with cramping and headaches and just couldn't really function. You know, the way that the cultural narrative was, that was normal. And so I I never thought to question it. And it wasn't until I really struggled with infertility that I started to really look at my system as a whole and what was going on. Um, And that's when I discovered the phases of the cycle. But even then, it wasn't for the purposes of serving my body or showing up as a more full version of myself it was with this end desire to become pregnant and the call to, to motherhood is is a, a very strong one and um, the the struggle can sometimes be all-consuming and so my my first entry to I wouldn't even call it cycle sinking at that point it was more just okay when how can I improve my chances of becoming a mother? And and I started to sort of eat and and move and um, align with that end result. And then I, you know, it took a year and a half, but eventually became pregnant with my daughter. Had my daughter, you know, was breastfeeding and sort of experiencing that hormonal cascade and and flow and then by chance became pregnant with my son while I was still breastfeeding so that one was very surprising very unexpected but just i think speaks to um the role that kind of the the stress can play in in the body's function and how when in the absence of that stress you know i was a mother and and there were stressors, but I was really just in this new love bubble with my daughter. And that was apparently the best environment in which to become pregnant. So I became pregnant with my son and then went through that breastfeeding journey. And it was that postpartum period after my second pregnancy, where I didn't have a cycle for three years, when I started to really miss my cyclical energy. And I, I didn't even know to call it that at the time, but I just, I knew that I wasn't quite feeling myself. I was deprived of hormones and nutrients and and sleep and just, you know, kind of in this state where I, I didn't feel like myself. And I, I've shared this hormone story a lot on my own site. and And so I, forgive me if this is repetitive for anyone, but There was a very specific day where I showed up to a workout and and I had been pushing through, you know, so sort of at the earliest possible moment, postpartum, I started high intensity exercise again and thought, you know, that was the answer to my low feelings of self-worth. And and that was the answer to my energy levels. And I just had to get through this, you know, this phase. And it was, I, I felt a resistance in my body that became really hard to ignore. So I had been you know, sort of my body had been whispering to me for a really long time. And then in the, in the postpartum condition where, you know, I didn't, I was, I was not very well resourced. All of a sudden my body was like, no, we, you are not doing this anymore. And in, in one moment I sort of chose not to push through, not to, you know, drink the power drink or pre-workout or whatever garbage is <laughs> available to get you through, And I, I took a warm shower with that time instead. And I know it sounds like such a small thing, but that act of self-care felt like all of the love in the universe in one moment that I was just, you know, it was, it was just such a a shift for me. Um, And then I was listening to a podcast with Elisa Beattie and she said something very, very clear. and, And it felt like she was speaking to me. She said, if you're pushing through the same workout every day, same time, then then you're going to be out of balance part of the month like that's just that's the reality and and that was kind of my my call to wake up and, and and do something different. So I started reading, I started researching, and started implementing kind of more of a cyclical lifestyle and and my period returned, I felt more connected with my creativity I felt more empowered as a parent as a partner so it it was kind of a a culmination in in sort of my lowest time you know postpartum where I was like I, I should be feeling great I have these two beautiful children this is fantastic but I was just so depleted so it was that that kind of darkest time that then led to this this empowerment and this sort of aligned lifestyle that has been serving me as such a gift for for a while now I think a lot of
0: a lot of us have been on similar journeys where it's I hate to use the term rock bottom but we we Mm. hit that low point and that's the Mm -hmm. point where we realize that the things that we've done up until now sustainable
1: and mm-hmm. we can't
0: keep moving forward like that. And I certainly know, you know, in my my younger years, I, much like you, I was, you know, a gym bunny. I'd be up at five o'clock in the morning. I'd be at the gym exercising completely fasted. Then I'd drive to work. I wouldn't have breakfast till I got to work. So I'd been up for three, maybe four hours by the time I ate breakfast. And I'd done a really high intensity workout in the like, I look back now and I'm like, how on earth did I manage to sustain that for so long? I guess when you're in your early 20s, you just kind of suck it up and move on. But yes, eventually it does catch up with you and your body does tell you that you've got to make a change and do things differently if you want to actually have you know a healthy, a healthy life but a healthy body moving forward. But
1: I'm sure we're not the only ones. Some of it too comes from just... Um, you know, we have such a skewed version of our baseline. So, you know, especially in when you're, you know, in early working days, and and you're surviving on coffee, or even, you know, through university, when you're powering through all nighters, and you're sort of treating your body like this uh, machine that just needs to serve you, it our baseline becomes very low. So we're like, okay, you know, I'm not, falling on the floor tired today so that's a good day you know? <laughs> it's like once you get even just a glimpse of what's on the other side of kind of self-care and and treating your body as as an ally I think there's it's hard to go back so that feeling that you're describing I can relate very much to thinking like wow how did I do that for so long because I was a fasted workout Fiend as well, or even worse, like coffee on an empty stomach, and then be, you know, dipping into kind of a deficit through exercise. So it's sometimes it's just the perspective change because you don't know what's available until you experience it. Yes, absolutely. If only we knew back then what we
0: what we now know. (laughs) Yes, that's you know, like you, my mission is to share the understanding of our cycles with anyone that I can so that hopes, you know, future generations that come after us get that knowledge earlier on in their, in their lives and can start from when they're a
1: teenager, understanding the power of their cycle and embracing it. And we can shortcut the suffering so that, you know, you you don't get to your rock bottom. Like you, you sort of, you just go up and up and up. And, and as, as someone who has a daughter, I, I share that mission of like, let's, let's, let's make this a cool thing to get your period and like you know just this this initiation process into your creative power
0: yes absolutely so for women who might be listening i would i would hope that if they have listened to this podcast they will understand the four phases of our cycle and A a rough idea of what our hormones are doing over those phases, but could you just give us a bit of insight into what those four phases mean for how we move our body and the types of movement and exercise we should be focusing on in each phase? I would love nothing more.
1: I I love talking about this. So I like to start the cycle with your period. I think it's one of those clear markers as kind of day one. And so your hormones kind of plummet to their lowest levels. That's what signals the release of your uterine lining and get a period. I think for most women, myself included, we've sort of come to expect a kind of a rough few days when the period arrives. And if that is the case, I'd say for movement, it means literally going with the flow. So whatever your body is asking for in those moments, Use your movement to nourish your flow. So promoting he- healthy flow includes things like, you know, deep hip opening, grounding postures, things that are going to facilitate a downward movement of energy and also anything to alleviate symptoms. So, you know, lots of gentle movement practices, yoga mobility exercises to help create some fluidity in the hips and the low belly to help alleviate cramps, restorative practices like legs up the wall, and just flat out rest <laughs> during the menstrual phase. So the absence of movement can be part of your practice as well. What I think gets missed often for women is that the your menstrual phase is also this unique window of opportunity where you you don't have hormonal interference. So we experience physiology that is more like our male counterparts. We have quicker recovery. We have a higher threshold for, we're we're more resilient. So it might be a higher pain tolerance. We sweat quicker. We have a, a slower baseline metabolism, which means that we can get away with a little bit less energy intake. So That Your menstrual phase is really an opportunity for building strength, for hitting the higher intensity, so long as your energy levels support that. So for anyone who's new to kind of a cycle syncing approach to exercise, I would say start focusing on, you know, getting toward pain-free periods, and then you can use that window of opportunity for building strength, for kind of capitalizing on that physiology. After the menstrual phase, so we're looking day five to seven, after your flow is, has stopped, you're entering into the follicular phase, and it's still kind of marked by lower hormones. Maybe, you know, we start to see the rising estrogen, and with that, we see rising energy levels, you sort of have the feel-good hormones working for you. And so in in the Lunay roadmap for exercise, we see that as a time for increasing your energy, increasing the heat, the exertion, the output, because your body's primed for it. So estrogen is anabolic, which supports building. It uses energy to build muscle to kind of these accretive processes that don't deplete your body. So in the follicular phase, you'll see lots of kind of pretty intense strength training, as you may have experienced. We'll incorporate cardiovascular training and we'll focus more on short bursts of energy because your body is primed to use carbs really efficiently. So you have this quick access energy. So I think of the menstrual kind of even towards ovulatory phase, kind of that first half of the cycle as the spark energy, where you you can get away with like 20 minutes of really high intensity so long as you're feeling appropriately and, and you can kind of build that that endurance and and kind of your, your fitness in that regard. As we get closer to ovulation, a couple of things happen. There's a surge in estrogen and the key player that comes into play is testosterone. So we have kind of a, a, a boost in energy levels. We're feeling pretty confident. But for me, it's really an invitation to, to listen to your body because with that, that hormonal cocktail. Sometimes we get a bit, our ego makes a spirited <laughs> appearance. And so you might think like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to lift really heavy today, but then you're sore for four days or, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try this crazy inversion in, in yoga, but, but really it's, it's an opportunity to kind of get into conversation with your ego. So I love that kind of using the ovulatory phase to both give your, your, heightened arousal energy and exit strategy so mind and body are very aroused during ovulation for lots of purposes but you have a lot of energy in the body that needs to get out and so a lot of the practices will facilitate that like a a pretty serious sweat a lot of circulation through the body and and that higher exertion and then we kind of hit the the midway point of the cycle and we start to transition into the luteal phase where you know, in the early early luteal phase, you might still have a lot of energy and you see a bit of an uptick in metabolism, so you're you might feel that in your energetic body that you want to show up more in workouts. And in the early luteal, that's totally fine. You know, you can still kind of get away with with going a bit heavier. But as we see progesterone come into the picture, it it shifts the body into breakdown mode, and so we're shifting into more of the catabolic response where things are being broken down and you couple that with a quicker m- metabolic rate and maybe you're eating the same way, your body's a lot more likely to drop into the red, which then spikes your cortisol, stores more fat. There's, there's just these cyclical things that, that we don't even know are happening. And, and, you know, we we're very well-intentioned, but might be kind of throwing things off for the second half of the cycle. So Something I, I like to say and share a lot is that the, the cycle aligned exercise, that approach really comes into play in the luteal phase when you kind of need to dial it back. So you'll see a lot of things like deload days where we're, we're decreasing the weight and focusing on higher volume. So we're shifting into that more endurance type movement and, and really just, again, listening to the body incorporating more rest days letting the body recover because in the luteal phase your muscle adaptation and recovery is longer studies have shown that it takes your your body a longer period of time to recover so you can't do two leg days back to back and and expect to see the the gains in strength and and kind of energy that you're looking for instead you're kind of breaking down and and kind of taking away from your efforts so in the luteal phase Your body's being a bit stingy with energy because it's it's diverting all of the good stuff to your endometrium and it's building that lining to support life. Like this, that's this creative power that we have. But it also means that you know it's it's not releasing as as much for your fun hit workouts, (laughs) if so there's lots of slow slow yoga, lots of mobility work and lots of just restorative practices. It's a great time to kind of shift into more meditative practices, maybe just some breath work and again releasing really hell yes to rest. Like that is okay. That can be part of your practice.
0: And it's so interesting, isn't it, that we don't have the understanding of what what is actually going on in our bodies. Mm-hmm. We just think oh, we need to exercise and we need to build muscle and we need to do cardio and we need to do all of the things. But when you start to understand what is going on with your hormones and what that means for what's going on in your body and what your energy is there to do and what's supportive and what's not in each of those phases, it's it's mind-blowing <laughs> just to think what a difference this can make. And I know for me, Learning from you, and and I'm obviously a member of your your platform, which we will talk about in a little bit, but really starting to sync up how I move my body with where I am in my cycle has just been this next level of embracing the slowness and the rest, particularly in the luteal phase, which has always been the phase that I have struggled with the most, just allowing myself to slow down. But also trusting and knowing when it is right to do some of that higher intensity type mm-hmm. of exercise. So it's yeah, it's so fascinating. I'm so grateful that you are here and we get to share this with
1: everyone. <laughs> One thing too, I'll just mention. You know, you talk about the slowing down in the luteal phase. It, it's it's hard for people who, especially, you know, I'm speaking from experience where we've been sort of coached into this all or nothing mentality, and like, you know, you have to work out five to six days a week maybe seven days a week, you know, you're, you're just going, going, going. But what it felt like for me and what I experienced in both my weight and my energy is when, when you're putting your body into that mode, it's, it signals a threat. So your body's thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to keep this up every day for, you know, the foreseeable future. I'm going to hold on to everything because I need everything I can, I can, you know, take in to be able to support this intensity and so you you start to store more you start to build belly fat you start to you know just get that extra little layer of love which i i experienced so much throughout you know kind of my late 20s and early 30s where i was hitting it so hard i think my body was just hunkered down <laughs> and everything i everything i ate you know it was it was being held onto and and i didn't have access to kind of my highest energy levels because my my body was literally in that kind of threat level <laughs> response where i was trying to protect everything and it was it wasn't until i started incorporating rest and recovery as a as a vital component of the practice of the daily practice that i i felt lighter i i feel at the same time stronger and and my weight has changed. I you know it it didn't start as a as a goal toward weight loss or anything like that. But it's like I I came to more of a balanced place. And so the the luteal phase it's tricky. It's so tricky. So I I, I completely relate to that.
0: Yeah, one of the things you just mentioned there about you know you didn't start out exercising in order to lose weight, and I think that's one of the reasons why I love your approach so much because you don't talk about exercising to lose weight or to burn fat or to do lots of squats so that you get a nice butt you know (laughs) those things might happen but the way that you talk about the different movement practices it really is about giving your body what it needs in each of those phases to support it and as as a practice of self-care for your body and being able to give it what it needs in each of the phases. So I I really love that approach. Oh, I'm so glad. (laughs) So yesterday I shared on my Instagram stories that I was going to be doing this interview with you this morning and I asked for people to send through some questions. So I'd love to pop those into the conversation now if we can. So one of the ones that came through was why is it important for women to be doing strength training rather than just the likes of cardio and yoga and that kind of thing why is lifting heavy stuff and building that muscle
1: important for women there's there's a lot of reasons i think the best reason for me personally is that you feel better. <laughs> so you feel stronger. Your day-to-day activities become less of a burden on your system because you have that kind of baseline of strength and energy to draw upon from your your muscle tissue. Muscle tissue is also more efficient at at using calories. And so it's a, it's sort of a, an upgraded fuel source or an upgraded system for your metabolism as women begin to age, it becomes even more important. So things like your bone health, when you add a kind of a hermetic stress to your bones, it helps your bones come back stronger. It helps them build back stronger and and kind of maintain the strength that they have where, you know, as we lose estrogen, as you enter perimenopause and menopause, you know, those things become kind of a threat to the system. And so the more that you can Lay a strong foundation of muscle tissue and strength in the early going, that it 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 pays dividends as you age. And I know it's hard. You know, I'm I'm guilty of in my 20s. I didn't have a care in the world about my aged body. You know, it was so far from from the realm of my understanding. But now I'm starting to feel that, especially having. You know, I have children later in life. And so I'm a mother to two kids under the age of three. And there's just there's things are a little bit harder as you age with, you know, whether it's energy or kind of strength. So I I, I think strength training is one of those things that it, it's sort of an investment in your health now that you get to kind of draw upon later it's it's also great for your cardiovascular your heart health and you know there's kind of a, a long list of of benefits that come along with it. There's lots of cognitive benefits that come with strength training. So it improves the way that your brain functions, it improves the way that you are able to remember information, the way you're able to learn new information, which is one of the reasons I love using strength training in the follicular phase where you know your brain is sort of awakened to learning new things. It's a great time to practice new skills. So you're sort of coupling those two things during the cycle. So I'd say there's there's not really I don't see any downside to strength training. So it's one of those things that just sort of has a high rate of return and if you are going to take on any form of movement, strength training is is one that gives you kind of the most bang for your buck. I'd say, you know, strength training and low impact kind of mobility work to keep your body um, healthy your range of motion healthy through you know throughout your life is is beneficial so yeah not, you can't really go wrong with strength training I would say the the one caveat I would offer is that it it's a slow learning curve or a slow kind of entry. So you don't want to start with kind of maxing out your heavy lifts and, and just kind of throwing weights around. I think when done intentionally in a very safe way, a controlled way, it can benefit so many, so many facets of life, but it, you know, it it can be one of those things that in the absence of kind of some basic training or basic understanding, you know, you can you can kind of make yourself more prone to injury or kind of soreness or things that don't feel great. And then it's like, why you know, why would I do that to myself? So you know, if you're if you're new to strength training, I would say start small because if you're going from zero to maybe even just lifting five pounds or, you know, what's that two kilos, maybe? Yeah, about yeah, that. I 2. Think. <laughs> something. Yeah. Um and so if, you're, if you start small, you, you will see results. You will feel it right away, the, the addition of that load. So I think there's, there's lots of ways to incorporate strength training. There's lots of ways to do it with body weight, with resistance bands, so that you're not having to fill kind of every corner of your home with dumbbells and equipment, but ways to kind of really tap into the, the mechanics of strength training for all the benefits it provides. Mm. And when you explain it like that, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, um, it's I never really experienced the fear that you know I would become bulky or a lot of the reasons for not trying on strength training, I think are are based on kind of myths or or things that just don't don't really prove to be true if you're doing it in a really intentional and thoughtful way. So another question that we had was, what are some
0: movement practices that might be supportive if you're having a really tough time on your menstrual
1: phase? Maybe you get really bad cramps or migraines or something like that. Yes. So my go-to for cramps, for migraines, for really symptoms, any symptom of PMS or, or period pain is legs up the wall. I love, love, love legs up the wall. So, you know, adding a bit of cushioning for your low back so that you can be there for, for a while, you know, whether it's a blanket or kind of a a thin cushion, and then just letting your legs rest in that position. If that becomes uncomfortable, you can put your knees, you know, you can bend your knees and put your legs on a couch. But what that does is it, 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 brings more blood to the heart. And as the heart receives more blood, it slows your heart rate down. It helps activate the parasympathetic nervous system. So you're going into rest and digest mode. And that's when all of your resources kind of go from your extremities and they go back to your vital organs. And it 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 lets the body do what it does best to repair, to replenish. And for for, you know, kind of the mental space, it just helps you create that that feeling of calm. I know with the drop in hormones, sometimes that equals anxiety. And, and so, legs up the wall can really help support women in that. Other positions I love, or movement practices I love, are, are restorative yoga. So, bringing in a, a few props to help yourself through the practice, whether it's pillows or a rolled up mat, things like supported child's pose, where you just get to like hug. a, A pillow or a blanket, and and let your hips open in a very supported way, and anything that brings you know kind of the the energy down towards the earth. So forward bends, anything that is on the ground, sphinx pose. I love for cramps because it's it's a very gentle back bend that will open the front body and kind of massage you know the abdominal organs. So, in that same vein, there's cobra pose or kind of these gentle belly down back bends that really kind of help circulation and and promote the healthy flow. I think that touches on all of my favorites. I also have a a YouTube uh, series that i can I can link for your listeners that has you know kind of the seven days of your period broken down in movement practices. So, everything from that gentle few first days to kind of how to leverage your strength training later on, but definitely staying kind of in the low, low impact, low intensity for anyone who's experiencing period symptoms.
0: Wonderful. We'll, we'll make sure
1: that we link
0: up to that YouTube series in the show notes for people to go and check it out. Great. So I'd love to take a few moments to talk about the amazing platform that you have created. As I mentioned before, I am a member. I've been on there for maybe six or so months now. And I know we were talking about this earlier. I really love the way that you approach movement and exercise as an act of self-care. And it really comes through in the way that you've created the, the practices that are on the platform So that it is, yes, you will get stronger and get more flexible and lose weight if you want to, but it really is about giving your body what it needs in each of the phases of the cycle. And one of the things that I really love is at the beginning of every every video, you'll take a few minutes to explain why you've created this particular practice and why it's supportive and you know, a quick reminder of in this phase, this is what's going on with your hormones. And so this is why we're doing these types of exercises. But then also, I know there's a couple of videos in there that are luteal phase videos, strength training ones. But I actually really like to do them any phase of the cycle. And you've mentioned in there, if you're in follicular, drop the weights, but increase the reps if you want to use it at a different time. So I really Mm -hmm. love that it's not just uh, put something, you know, plug it in and, and do the exercise. You're using it as an opportunity to help people. Learn and understand more about what's going on in their bodies and what's going on with their cycle. So, would you like to share a little bit
1: more about the platform and what it is and how it works? Yes, and and I'd also love to just touch on something that you you know this made me think of it when you you said you can do some of these practices in different phases. I think one of the one of the points of resistance I get from a lot of women when I'm sharing cycle aligned exercise is, oh, but I love. I love running. I'm a runner. Like, I just want to run throughout my phase or I love strength training. It's all I want to do. Like, I don't want to do yoga or I don't want to, or I'm a yogi and I I don't want to do strength training. And I think there's, when you understand what's happening and part of the reason I love to offer a little bit, you know, with each practice on, on why it serves you is when you understand what's happening, you can, you can lift weights all cycle long. With those modifications, so you know when you know, oh when should I drop the weight, when should I grab more weight, when should I move quickly? when should I be focused on heating and you know elevating my heart rate, when should I be more steady state so i I think there's there's a lot there for you know moving the way that you love because the best workout for you is the one you like doing <laughs> like that's hands down it's the one that's going to keep you coming back if you hate strength training then you know, you you find other ways to build strength in in movement that you love. But the platform really just aims to meet you where you are. So one example I love to give is is ovulation. You're supposed to glow during the ovulatory phase, right? You're supposed to feel energetic and and social and magnetic. And there's, you know, anecdotal tales of your face changes to be more attractive and all of that. But I'm someone who Ovulation is really hard for me. I meet the elevated estrogen with overwhelm and I, I tend to feel a bit anxious and I, I I tend to feel um like I need to get energy out, but in a way that's very structured or very programmed. And and that's what I need to help regulate kind of that arousal energy. So the the goal with Lune is that you're not you're not just falling into another rigid set of Um, guidelines for how to move your body. But instead, it's, it's helping you befriend your physiology and it's helping you kind of connect to, to the signals that your body is sending. So for so long, I had sort of a do not disturb on with all of the, the notifications that were coming from my body. Like you're too tired or you need this, or, you know, you need to eat something. You're hungry. You're, you know, don't, don't work out today. I had those just kind of closed talks, And it, once I started to listen, it was like, Oh, my body's telling me so much in every passing moment. And it also kind of takes a bit of the pressure off because you know this this mental energy that I'm feeling or this this physical state is temporary and it's cyclical and it serves a purpose. So if you can look at the luteal phase as like, wow, my body's up to some really cool things. I'm going to chill out and let it do its work. Like you sort of see it as this just magical force that you have inside you. And that's that's the... The hanging with Luna so we meet you every day where you are with a practice that serves you. So if you, you know, want something a bit more intense, if that's what you're feeling in the moment, we, there's, you know, there's that opportunity. But it's just a way to use movement as an instrument of self-care. Because I know for me, it used to be that I had to choose, you know, especially after becoming a mother when free time, you know, my window became shorter and shorter and shorter. It was like, okay, do I take a long shower or do I work out? Do I lay down for 15 minutes or do I work out? So working out was like in this category on its own. And then self-care was all these other things that I, I, you know, would like to do. And when I started moving in this way, it was like, oh, this is, this is replenishing. You know, I just sweat my little heart out and I feel great. And, you know, it, it, I don't have to go all out for 60 minutes and and be tracking my calories on my watch and you know just like recording everything like it can be really relaxing and and I can turn strength training into a meditative practice by just connecting my breath with the movement and I can feel like oh if I press through my heels here I feel it here and, and you start to have this embodied experience that that is longer lasting than A workout that is done to your body as opposed to for your body. So i I like to think of these movement practices as you know we're in it for the long game. This is not a thirty day program that you're going to get in, get out, and you know lose fifteen pounds and and be on your way. I want to stick with you through you know through like every ebb and flow of your cycle and and kind of support it with movement, with breath work, with meditation. So that you can just show up the way that you want to and, and that your your exercise can be a part of that, to be part of your practice. I love that. And I know for me, you know, there are some days where I'm like, I'd planned
0: to do a strength workout and then I mm-hmm. get on the mat and I'm like, I just, I don't have it in me today. And so instead I'll choose one of the Pilates workouts or the yoga mm-hmm. practices that you have knowing that. I'm choosing what my body needs right now. I'm still here. I'm still showing up and still giving my body the opportunity to have that time. But there is such a smorgasbord, I guess, give a bit of, depth, <laughs> of different practices to choose from depending on where you are and how you feel that day and what your body needs.
1: So, And some of them are a little sneaky. Like some of the gentle Pilates, like it's gentle, but it's, it's you're gonna get strong you'll feel it oh yeah yeah you definitely (laughs) feel those butt muscles but sometimes it's even just getting your mind like you know it it might it might feel a bit more palatable to 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 do do a pilates workout and then you you feel you know you feel like you cared for yourself as opposed to like punishing yourself through a workout
0: yes amen it's time to let go of exercise being punishment or something we do in order to earn calories or to look Hell
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. else that
0: well have you got any final words of wisdom or anything else that you would
1: like to share before we wrap up I think just as you know to kind of continue on the the theme that we've been speaking about that movement is self-care it is medicine I find on the days when I'm you know, whether it's mental stress or physical stress, a little bit of movement just goes a really long way. And and I think when we can create a relationship with exercise that comes from that place of deep reverence for this amazing body. And when we can befriend our hormonal arc as kind of the source of our creative power, I think. To show up for that feels a bit more inspiring, you know if you're showing up to sweat it out and burn five hundred calories, it's like you're just hanging around until it hits five hundred, you know, I even mean, when you're not really feeling the enthusiasm for for the movement and I think when you can show up and you can find joy and you can find that enthusiasm for the movement that you're doing, then you're onto to something. then you have something you know that that is really serving you and another thing I like to really encourage people to do is to look for the proof. So you, you know, for me that came with the ovulatory phase, I kept trying to look for the proof that I was supposed to be feeling a certain way when really, you know, that wasn't happening for me. And so if you can, if you can look for the proof in your daily activities, like how do you feel different? How do you feel for me? Patience is a Is a big thing. I am so much more patient on the days when I have moved my body, when I have filled my cup, whether it's with children or pets or partners. You know, you you get to show up as this version of yourself that you're you're cultivating in in and on the mat through that practice, and then you kind of you you carry that into your day. So, I think just broadening the perspective of what exercise can be is is kind of a gift it's a gift of, of cycle syncing and cycle alignment is that there's there's so much power in in everything that we do and when we do it with choice and intention well, we're sort of unstoppable Ah, <laughs> oh, yes
0: yes I've been nodding my head just <laughs> couldn't agree more couldn't agree more well thank you so much. You have dropped so many knowledge bombs through this episode, and I'm sure that the people that are listening are going to get so much from it. If people would like to come
1: and hang out with you
0: online, where's the best place for them to come and find you?
1: So I love to connect with people on Instagram. Their lunar Collective is We Move By The Moon. So that's the, the handle there. Love to share little workout tips um, and, and ways to kind of get started on an exercise journey. And then if you'd love to learn more about how exercise and your cycle sort of connect and, and align with each other, my website is lunacollective.com. There's lots of resources there, lots of information on kind of how the the roadmap of exercise works and then through there you can you can join the free trial if you wish and we'll be sharing a promo code with your listeners so if they want to extend it's a 14-day free trial but if they want to extend that by 30 days so really just having a full cycle of of practices to kind of you know 14 days isn't really enough to get a full cycle's worth of, of movement in. So that promo code will let them extend it should they choose to. And yeah, that's kind of where, oh, YouTube as well, Lune Collective, lots of, I share, you know, kind of bits and pieces of the platform on YouTube so that you can kind of get a taste of what it feels like to to work out with Lune before you even sign up for the free trial. So there's there's YouTube as well for that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We'll make
0: sure that we pop all of the links and everything in the show notes so that people can come and find you. And thank you very much for that promo code. I'm sure we'll have lots of people jumping in having, having a go. Well, as I said, thank you so much for being here. So many nuggets of wisdom. I'm so grateful for your time and coming and sharing all of this with us. Thank you. It's been a joy. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope that you loved learning from Laura as much as I did. You can find all of the links that we mentioned in this episode in the show notes, including the link to Laura's YouTube series of movement practices for your menstrual phase and the coupon code so that you can try the Lunay Collective free for one month. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the With Flow podcast. If you got value from this episode, I would be overjoyed if you shared it with your friends. The more we can have open conversations about our bodies and our cycles, the more we can own and embrace our natural superpowers.